You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, PC police? That's right, political correctness policemen. We got a lot of police brutality that's happened in this country. We know the police are bad and brutal to people. And guess what? The political correct police are no different. There's police brutality in that realm, too. So find myself in an interesting position growing up in the rural south, now living in a major city, Seattle, and having traveled the world for 15 years. Man, I feel like I've adopted ton to my shock a bunch of progressive points of view, but I'll never go along with the overly witch hunt, righteous indignation uh, part. That's the part that doesn't make sense to me because I love people saying whatever they feel like and letting them work it out and say stuff. Yes, this is eloquent speech. The topics we tackled last week and this week, we're not going to say anything eloquent. We're going to say stupid stuff just like people you, just like you and people you know. It Just let us work it out. You work it out. You can say it. You can say ignorant things. You can say silly things or things that you may change or you may be wrong about. That's fine. It's okay. That That's a good thing. We're going to talk about abortion and stuff today. Don't know that much about it, to tell you the truth. We're just going to process through it out loud. It'll be, it'll be good. That's useful. Okay. So let me tell you about some stuff I do know about, and that is Joey wrote a cool blog on badchristian.com. It's the depressed pastor, at least I don't think I'd kill myself, where Joey talks about would he or could he ever get sick enough in the head to where he would kill himself. He talks about that he has wanted to die before. Is suicide really a a possibility of his depression or mental illness? Also, chapter one of Aaron Lunsford's new book, Backstage, How I Almost Got Rich in a Christian Hardcore Band. Go read chapter one. See if you like that book. The pre-order is going to start on July 31st. You can pick up an advanced copy at the Emory Tour. Go see As Cities Burning Emory. Go to emorymusic.com forward slash VIP. Get a VIP ticket and come hang out on our tour bus, drink a beer with us, and we're going to play an acoustic set just for you. One more thing. We're having a big merch sale on, on our store. So go to badchristian.com, click store, and then find the tab that says sale. There's a bunch of Emory King's Kaleidoscope, a bunch of stuff discounted. Help us out. Buy that stuff. We appreciate it very much. Okay, episode number 107. Let's do it. I said a three, I said a two, I said a one. Can you drop the beat? Yes, I can. Well, hurry the hell up because this is really bad. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, snap. It's the Bear Christian. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. That went from like terrible to amazing. Yeah, Joey say that was like a fat boys uh, call back there. <laughs> the fat boys are back. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm old school, dog. People probably don't. Do, do our listeners even remember the fat boys rappers? No, I don't they, think they're so. movie disorderlies. <laughs> no, they definitely don't. They, hey, they. How much money you guys are in the music business at that point in time? How much money do you think they made off of Wipeout? Remember oh, that song? Gosh, that's, I bet they oh, made yeah. like probably ten thousand dollars. Come on, <laughs> that was all over the radio. I know. So, I yeah, would have made tons of money. Then. Dang, that's interesting. I mean, I'm sure they, yep. they were pretty good. No, no. I mean, in the '80s, it was when it, in the '80s and through the through the early '90s is when artists made the most of all time, really, because. Really? 
Yeah, because the you know the old artists used to get screwed, the soul and the R and B people, when the labels took everything, and then the government regulated, it, and then radio was in its heyday, and so at that time the artists would have been able to make the most money deal wise, uh, or at least with the numbers there were, because the every the music industry was totally controlled. There's no downloading, and there was very there was no indie music then either. So all entertainment revenue was funneled into just what you could find on the radio essentially at that time. So radio artists in the 80s and 90s were in really good shape. Well, here's what's super interesting is my... Uh, Early 90s. Priscilla and I, we had this debate and... Who is Priscilla? She's my wife. Okay. Well, basically... Uh, wow, man, I don't... We've, we're at a dilemma now. We've done so many podcast episodes. I don't know if we've talked about this before. I'm sure well, you just have. keep on cruising. Well, we were in the office one time and I brought up uh, how Beatles, they were the number one selling band of all time, for sure. No doubt about it. Everybody just knows that. I said... Now, number two and three, if I had to guess, would be Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley. And so we talked about it a little bit, and I came out, I was just really intrigued. I was like, I wonder who has, who is the most successful? You have the king of pop, the king of rock. I told Priscilla what I was thinking. She said, Elvis Presley does not even belong in the same category as Michael Jackson. I was like, that is ridiculous. No way. And so I actually Googled it. And it said, I mean, what you said, Matt, as far as the heyday of making money, Elvis Presley has made more money than Michael Jackson from record sales. Good Lord. That's yeah. unbelievable. Well, plus he just had a longer amount of time. Elvis was, what, 60s? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's had a lot more time. You know, he died when my mom was in the hospital after giving birth to me. I was born August 15th, 77. He, was, he died August 16th, 77. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow and then, i tell you what since then this country has gone down the toilet right that's in when this shitter <laughs> joyce fenson born our hero our king dies yeah that's not a coincidence i think that actually marks it i mean this that's the the real attack on america the nation is, has started then and look at the place that we're in now where america is basically <laughs> under attack constantly it all started right back then i tell you i've been thinking about that a bit is uh, some of the stuff that's undermining and destroying our system, uh, you know, of family, Christian nation, marriage, and all that stuff. And there's, uh, you know, after we, I'm not even going to say what the topic is because I think everybody knows, but it destroys the sanctity of marriage for sure yeah. because of a certain lifestyle choice that oh. people want to make. And I'm talking about a lot of people and uh, many of whom claim Christianity. So we, we know this is a huge problem. How can they do it? I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely destroying the nation. It's definitely a problem. It's definitely attack. It's definitely sin. It's definitely wrong. And that's right. I'm talking about the 37 million people that are members of Ashley Madison, <laughs> the, the, che- the website engineered for you to cheat on your spouse <sighs> that, that has now had a data hack and hackers have all the information of who these individuals are yeah. that are trying to destroy marriage and family. Now, that's crazy. It, it is 37 million people went on this website to, pretend, to at least try to start up a cheating on their spouse. Right. Like, certainly, I mean, you have to, certainly like, unrepentant, certainly a lifestyle choice, certainly. Now, let, let me just, let's talk about crazy. that a little bit. But just, just for a little bit of, you know, facts, that's 37 million out of like 300 million Americans. I don't know. I'm sure they're not all Americans exactly. But it is estimated in the United States, however, that the, the other group that is accused of destroying marriage, the, the, those gays, there's, they're about 3.5% of the population, so there's about 8 million of them. So we've got many, many times more hetero marital cheaters than we even have gay people that are, want to be you know, largely monogamous anyway. Just for a point. Wait, 
We could talk about Ashley Madison, but I just found another statistic that's actually even worse of a lifestyle choice. Oh, no. Yeah, that act, this one actually physically harms people in families. And uh, I think I know what it is. Go ahead. They're statistically no less likely to be Christians. Uh, this sin unrepentant and ongoing for the most part. And it has a really, really big, big and bad impact on our kids. That's the worst. Uh, it's really destroying America. And that is the 78 million people who are obese in yeah. America. Twice as many as the cheaters <laughs> and 10 times the amount of the gays. <laughs> now, here's the worst statistic you didn't even say. How many obese cheaters are there out there? <laughs> oh, a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's a, lot a nightmare. Of- no, I mean, there's definitely somebody out there who's an obese gay <laughs> cheater. <laughs> now that gays can get married, they can actually uh, join AshleyMadison.com, too, and cheat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. That opened up a whole <laughs> a whole realm of for Ashley Madison when they passed yep. gay marriage. What's, here's what's interesting about this to me, too, is I got my roving reporters out there for the damn news. I got this, sent this more, emailed more, Facebook more, uh, this story than any other story previous like there's been a few times where you know a few different people sent the same story this is like five six seven eight nine people they love it and so it's really interesting i think people are really this is a compelling story of first of all it's it is shocking that there's 37 million people this is a big business like somebody said people cheat if i can hook them up i'll make a lot of money and they did you know what i mean and here's what's really interesting to me as well is this some kind of uh religious uh hacker you know the the guy the guy or girl that is doing this because hmm. basically what they said you know, is that they said that they've taken um, their customer databases, source codes, financial records, and emails, everything, and they will make it public unless Ashley Madison and then established men, which I guess is another cheating site, close. And he said if you, non-compliance will uh, says this will cost you if you close them, but non-compliance will cost you more. And so I think it might work. I mean, I'm sure they're trying to find who hacked them and all that stuff like crazy. But, I mean, they might have to shut down until at least they that's find funny. them. But I'm, That's super interesting. I mean, that's, it's really scary. And here, that's the thing that I think is the weirdest about it is that the predominant Facebook post I see and sentiment I hear from people is, I don't even feel bad if they get exposed. Yeah. The cheater, the people that had the online accounts. But I would suggest that as much as I really do think cheating and messing up a hetero marriage is a very, very much one of the worst things out there, I don't believe, I do believe those people, certainly we don't want to see their privacy uh, eliminated. That's a bad, bad precedent and slippery slope and heart attitude to take towards something like that. It just happens to be that you don't like it, so yeah. screw them, but you would not, if the tide turned politically or some other way, you certainly wouldn't want that we don't i mean all that data privacy stuff is a huge issue so we gotta you know we need to keep the data private and things websites to be secure i mean plenty of websites you go to you certainly hope remain secure regardless of what the general public may think of that website now for those that are cheating on their spouses do you think okay matt i get what you're saying as far as that's messed up their privacy is obliterated like that do you think in the long run it's probably best for them uh, I don't. I mean, to get essentially, essentially, what I'm saying is, I, when I look at stuff like this, I don't assume that my values are the same as other people's values, or 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 that I need to have any say in their morality or their choices. Really, as in, I'm assuming for the most part, or a lot of these people are not Christian or don't believe the way I do, and so I don't, they can do what they want to do. 
Yeah. That's not my, my to shut down their website is not a concern of mine. Yeah, but what I'm really saying now. is you probably would agree that it would be best for them to be honest. So in the long run. Yeah. I, I can't say that for them. Also, I would say probably just due to the sheer population of Christianity, that a lot of these people are Christians. I, I think probably they are. I, you know, basically, if people want to have cheating or open relationships or whatever, I mean, I, I don't think that's a good idea. But I, it's not. I guess it's none of my business. And in, in, in on one, as an American, you mean? You know, right? I, I, yeah. I guess yeah, I, a, I don't. A, I don't know that I can weigh in capitalism. on that exactly. Yeah, I just keep thinking too, though. It's hilarious. Like just like there's just. Uh, a dude or a dudette just sitting there with their spouse watching TV and this news story comes on they go oh, shit. oh please, please 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 close down please God in heaven let them close <laughs> do not let them get out do not let them get out do not let and it, I mean there's there are people there's potentially 37 million people right now they're like please yeah. close do not <laughs> do not let the hackers do this to me oh my gosh this will be terrible you know it's what I mean dangerous. Like, and it's, it's really dangerous. funny on the side I mean it'll it says, be an trusted, easy search. security safety all the yeah. stuff they say at the bottom your name will never get out all the stuff you know a lot gosh. about the site Toby what you know a lot about the site. What else does it say over there? Uh, you know, just uh, I just, I'm doing research with the damn news. I mean, it would be so hilarious though if you were sitting beside somebody and that news came on the TV and then they just started sweating and like, hey, uh, uh, that would be just hilarious. The uh, search would be if the data is released and put into just one big online spreadsheet. All you got to do is type in a name or an address. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they have the real name or address or email, it'd be a very easy search. Like anybody that's got slight concern about their spouse, totally, it'll be a ten-second search to see are they on it or are they not. Well, yeah. Matt, Matt, Toby has a super interesting theory that he brought up to me today. He thinks that regardless of how healthy of a marriage you have, if your marriage lasted forever, or for example, I think he even used two hundred years. If you and your spouse <laughs> lived for two hundred years, you would end up either getting a divorce or cheating. You're butchering. <laughs> you're butchering my my brain here. You're bu- bu- you're bu- that's kind of what smart. you said. And no, let, said oh, wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish, Matt. He said that's exactly why there's no marriage in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they asked Jesus, "Is there marriage in heaven?" And for sure, there's not because I I do think it does not matter. And this sounds crazy, and I'll probably get. Beat by my wife, and, but I, I'm scared that she's going to totally agree. <laughs> she, she's going to agree more than me. I just, I mean, it is hilarious when I think about it. Think about this: if you didn't even age the same way, and you you could even stay, you know, because technology and science is growing so fast that they say very soon. With some people say within the next fifty years, we're going to be able to live like to five hundred years old. That, that no, well, they say that the person, the first person to live to be two hundred is has probably been born. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. So if you get married at 23 years old and you're telling me at 123 years old, if you're still like looking like a, a late 40s, early 50s guy or something, you know, I, I just don't think it's that you're going to be able to make it. I mean, I think your attitude will get worse. I mean, we don't, I don't think, I, you know me, I don't think we get better anyway. We don't get better as people. And I don't you're, you're know. Your anti-sanctification. Yeah, this Go sounds ahead. terrible, but all I, I, I do think Either it's like if you die, if you're married and you die, then they always remember. Oh, I was such a good guy. This man, I loved my wife. She was so wonderful and all that stuff. But they end up, you know, remarrying a lot of times, or maybe most times, or whatever. But then, oh, like, yeah. you know, if they live, have you ever seen old couples? They just they are kind of bitter and like they not they're not. Right. It's not like when you see 
When you see two 90 years old, the outliers are, oh, I hope I'm like them when we're that age. Babe. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's like, like what everybody wants to bring jillion. that up, but that's one. In yeah. A, yeah. One most in a, most, most of them are mad as hell and, and taking drugs right. and, out and of they, their they have their own. Yeah. The, <laughs> and they have the, the guys that got his place in the garage and she comes in and yells at him. He's just trying to get away and that's it. Right. That's most, that right. is probably most old couples or whatever. But can you imagine? I mean, I guess I would say Bridget and I are on track for being uh, exactly like. Uh, George Costanza's parents, Frank and Estelle. I mean, that, that, they're together. They're making yeah. it, but together and making you know. it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, imagine being stuck in your forties with the things that irritate you for another hundred years oh. on pause. <laughs> I know, right? You're in your forties, in the next one hundred years, you stay physically the same in the same house with the same person. I mean, you know, being honest, that would be very difficult. Uh, at well. some point, you just uh, don't give uh, a damn. You're just that's right. like, that's, that's right. just so her, dis- man. So dis- yeah, so, well, but on some, most people turn into some kind of roommate disconnected way that they maintain I'm a relationship. I'm just saying, like, it, it's, I mean, seriously. I disagree with all I, this. I know you do. You have no, to. No, that, the only no. thing you can say to disagree is, I'm not that way. Yeah. No, that's, I'm not that, saying that. That's all you say. I, oh, I think man, Priscilla would be married for 500 years. Be married I'm, not, for I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I think time, if anything, makes you more and more comfortable and you learn to just deal with the oh, things no. that bother you. No that, way. That's not, that doesn't make sense at all because... But, but look at it this way. All, almost all relationships fail, as we know. So every time you have a... I mean, so far, you've only had one that hasn't failed yet. Look right. at it that way. I've had a, dozens of relationships. Only one of them hasn't failed yet. And I mean, most right? people would consider it a failure. <laughs> yeah, I know. And some people already consider it a failure. <laughs> I'm kidding. Right? I know y'all are in love. No, but you know what I mean? Like, so th- that doesn't really bear out. It's not like yeah. if... It'll just work out. I mean, people get divorced in their 50s and their 40s. And, yeah. You know, maybe it's not over 50%, but if you push that uh, time up, it, it, I promise you it would be because a lot of people hang in there because they, they go, well, I've already got kids. I'm already 56. I'm just going to hang in there. But if you knew you had another 100 years, people are going to bail left totally. and right. Way more than half. I mean, way more than if half. If you've been dealing something with something with your spouse right now for 10 years and then... 20 years and then 30 years and you go oh yeah for another 100 years i gotta see him <laughs> overeat or go go through this again or be this way or her there she goes again won't, won't stop doing that i mean it's just going to be it, it, i guarantee you as the uh, uh our our life expectancy increases you will see divorces go up even more that's interesting for sure and, and that's that's good because that's not theoretical like yeah there will be that to see now, okay okay now, I mean, that sounds so, totally un, unbiblical because, and terrible look, you and I, know anybody the listening market, we want you to stay together the, i'm not getting a divorce from my wife and i wouldn't be surprised for if god let us years. die this early so we could stay married so so you think <laughs> this if might you, be a blessing to die at there's a 80 big years boom old. in the dating market since it's all since there's been online and less judgment or whatever it's been but the people in their 40s and the 50s doing the dating they get their motorcycles and do yeah. all that can you imagine and i mean that's just because they're empty nest the kids are out of the house it marks a new phase but imagine if there was you know d- decades more of that like oh oh tons of people they, they bail about the hundred year mark yeah, you know totally and, and i mean if you, that, whatever that, that almost gives credence more to jesus and his authority and knowledge about heaven and afterlife because he's like are you insane you can't you can't stay married here. What the hell? You think you're going to be married to her for eternity? Are you in, out of your mind? You know, you, have you ever thought of eternity? You're going to be. She's going to be it. with you. You think she's going to want to be with you for eternity? Are you insane? <laughs> nope. I mean, you can't do that to your wife. I can't do that. Do to, I can't make Jess live with me for 500 years. 
much less eternity. That'd be the <laughs> yeah, most, that well, would be I, hell. That actually would be hell. Mary you know, that's, that's hilarious if Jess, Jess and I don't make it to heaven and we realize it because we're just together living. <laughs> <laughs> hell is we just stayed married. <laughs> Well, they, you know, they say that with the vampire movies, bring that up sometimes, the immortal, whatever, and it's just awful. Like, I mean, no matter what, if you just take a human life and make it immortal, I couldn't imagine anything worse if you really think of the implications. Yeah. And think how frustrated you'd be with 20-year-olds when you were 120, for instance. Oh, they would yeah. be, you know what I mean? Like, your wisdom would grow so much, and, and your bitterness and anger and frustration level with, you know what I mean? There's so many yeah. things would be devastating and boring. Well, I think, too, also, whatever. since we, we have such a limited view, and this is what I'm saying, we have such a limited view of of. A, of eternity we don't i mean you can't even prove that he will live for eternity so we have such a limited view you at a very early age are told hey you gotta procreate get married all, all the stuff you know get married procreate man i should say in that order uh really re- soon within your 20s or 30s you're out you don't you know you can't wait and it's going to be over so you get married really soon if you were looking at eternity you would move way more slowly and it wouldn't matter if you were away from somebody for 10 years or a de- you know yep. a century and then came back to them you know what I mean? So yeah, it'll be different, true. I believe, in heaven. But I do think here on earth, no matter what, I think humans are incapable for the most part. There will always be some outliers, and there will be people that will be married for a thousand years or something. You know what? That won't I, be I know we keep thinking of the different whatever scenarios here, but if life expectancy was 200, can you imagine what that would do to the uh, delayed adolescence? Oh, do you know yeah, what I mean? Like sure. you, would, you would basically be in your sixties. They would start. The common wisdom would be, "Well, wait till you're in your sixties. Yeah, you know, you wait till you get your career. Thirty-seven. No, hey, I'm serious. You would like. I mean, that's legitimate. Like, I saw, we already tell people now. Well, wait till you're thirty or something. That's what a lot of people say and do based on getting your life going, your career, oh, yeah. you as an independent person. I mean, that would that would go to fifty. I'm for sixty for sure. Yeah. So, Matt, what do you think about the whole uh, sex and heaven debate? What about what's the debate? What are the sides? Well, the, <laughs> well, the side I think. Or well, Joe, Joey's full on heaven orgy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you see, whatever. Yeah, goes. yeah. No, here's here's what I cannot wrap my mind around because I've always just assumed. Well, there's no marriage in heaven, no sex in heaven. As I got older, that just doesn't make any sense, and here's why. Uh, and I think what really made me think about this was Randy Alcorn's book on heaven. He makes this huge, huge uh, like like the theme throughout the book is God redeems all thing, all things. You enjoy friendships on earth, you have them in heaven. You enjoy food on earth, you have them in heaven. But everything's perfected, so it's everything redeemed. The arts, the movies, the music, sports, all that stuff is just perfect, perfected. So Adam and Eve. I'm assuming we would believe that they had sex before the fall and enjoyed that. And so God redeems all things except for our ability to have sex. That part right there Mm -hmm. just doesn't make sense. In other words, his original creation was for a dude to have a penis, girl to have a vagina, for both of them to be able to bring forth a lot of pleasure. But then in heaven, nope, no more of that. That just doesn't make sense. And I think it's well, almost like a, a thought that could mess you up. Like if you start thinking, man, I got to get to heaven. <laughs> but seriously, I just, I don't, I don't get. Well, the you're saying since, process. since there's that and no marriage in heaven, therefore you might be able to have multiple partners. I don't see it. I don't see like, I think Toby worded it one time. Like maybe it, there's just this perfected relational aspect of heaven where you just, <laughs> well, our, our, minds, so, uh, our minds can't even conceive. It's I'm not, not going to be walking around heaven and all of a sudden be like, Oh, Hey, Joey's here. Jess, you want to 
have sex with Joey. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. That's that's what I'm saying. That, that's why I think it can't have. And we just put two. That's all absurd. It would be and, and, hell and to, for most women. Most, if if, if when, it's the only heaven where sex is like that high of a something to be attained would be a male heaven. <laughs> Though a female heaven, it, her highest priority isn't. Oh man. I could have unlimited sex for eternity. <laughs> what if, oh my god! What if no woman says that? What only if, a dude. What if dudes had an unlimited supply of like sex robots? <laughs> Come on, that's what I'm saying. You're only thinking with. I'm the, just kidding. That, that is a really uh, just a disgusting point of it's view. A I'm selfish. Just it is. I, I've thought that way too. Like, man, I'm not thinking but, selfishness. I'm thinking the redemption story. It doesn't make sense for that not to be there. Well, what if everything God, else yeah, is? But what if, what if you're like, what if you just don't have any feeling down there? Sexual feeling. Okay. I, I mean, can live with that. It, uh, all I'm saying is I, it doesn't make sense. I mean, our, our penis still involves you, you, you going to the bathroom and stuff. Don't you think it would be weird if, if God said, uh, uh, no food in heaven. You'd be like, well, why were we originally created with stomachs and a mouth and all that stuff? I'm just saying it doesn't seem super compatible with the redemption story. That's it. That's all I'm saying. It's confusing to me. I'd say that Randy Alcorn's point might be a little narrow there. And I mean, that it sounds good to say Did that. You just probably sells disagree a good with book. Randy. He gets a Freakin lot of credit. Alcorn? He wrote one yeah. book and everybody's yeah, like, he's the authority on heaven. <laughs> Randy Alcorn, yeah, sure. heaven master. Have you read it? Yes. It's actually very compelling. I agree. I, I, didn't, I, agree I don't agree with, with everything he's saying. I just think it's a good... I agree with you. It's a compelling book. He wrote it, but I'm just saying it, it is it does seem a little bit strange that like it would even matter. Like in heaven, if you're in heaven, you're not concerned with, oh, do I get to have sex or not? That won't be oh, on I your mind. I totally Let agree. Let me see if I can make a little bit of a counter argument to whatever he's saying, just theoretically. I mean, if all things are redeemed... There is, for instance, you said sports. What about, I mean, what kind of football games can you have that are redeemed that don't include pain, loss, losing? Oh, right, may, that's not, then, it then won't less, be better. Then let's back up. Maybe not football, but recreation. I mean, I definitely think those those sorts of things will be okay, there. Okay, so be pleasure, fun. but I'd say then pleasure, but not sex. Okay. All right. I mean, you know, well, I'm just saying ple- that, pleasure that argument is a way doesn't totally broader, Pleasure is way broader than recreation because recreation brings pleasure. Physical pleasure, but not intercourse with with all others. i'm saying is me and Priscilla will bodies. sneak away and have sex in heaven we just now she's not your wife you uh, won't no, you'll, we will you I'm, I'm joking what you just went serious Toby said not if she's not your wife joey <laughs> you are serious listen here not if she's also, not your wife and the reason why is because you'd be making it hell for her <laughs> <laughs> that's just not fair to priscilla that is unfair to priscilla i do believe <laughs> there is not any woman that is concerned about the amount of sex she will get to have in heaven <laughs> But I would say most men are. <laughs> so that tells you a little something. All right, let's keep going here. We're going to get to our uh, main focus of the day, of the topic, oh, the title of this episode. And that is uh, Planned Parenthood, abortion, that kind of stuff. Now, this is one of the ones, along with porn, that for us is kind of no-brainer, clearly sin, not, uh, I mean, it's not an issue of conscience or anything like that. This is one of those ones that's glaring for us, although people like to say we're pro sin yeah. or we we say whatever goes or we're grace junkies or something like this, this one is kind of simple for us. I mean, almost you could say it really is kind of black and white in in some sense. At least it at least feels different to me than uh, most of the other stuff that we talk about. If you want to talk about marijuana, okay, whatever. I'm I'm totally down to listen to whatever. I like other people's points of views. I'm not coming down hard on it at right. all. I'm not. Abortion is kind of a different one. Anyway, I 
even on an issue that I think is crazy or I, or I disagree with strongly or have a strong opinion about, I still feel like the way to handle it is to try to reach the middle, try to understand the other people's point of view and not to just polarize and gravitate toward the obnoxious articles and media that tell you what you want to hear to slam the other people. Even in this one, I think it's important to not just uh, toe a party line, but try to get the real information so that you can talk to people rationally and not just through your ideology. That's what I think. So I'm going to do a quick science segment and then we'll take a break. Is it okay if we do a science segment here? What I want to do is uh, just show a couple of, I want to try to show some different points of view on the issue from maybe whatever, you know, maybe a scientific point of view here. So we'll do that and then we'll move on to the issue itself. Astrophysics, chemistry, cellular biology, mathematics, gravitation, electromagnetism, evolution. And now it's time for Science Lessons for Christians because when it comes to science, Christians are stupid. Okie dokie. All right, so I have three main ways to look at. I guess the whole thing kind of boils down, if you really get serious, when does, when does life begin or when does personhood begin or when is it okay or not okay to have an abortion or end, whatever it is. That, all of those points get very obscure when you start talking about them. So, so you're, you're going one, pastor on us, man. You got your three points, baby. Yep. Good job. Three points. Good job. So n- number one, the, the one that's most natural to me, and I think when you explore any of these issues, the you, first thing you need to do is not jump on the most attractive whopper, slam the other person argument. You got to, I think on any issue, you got to dig for the middle and try to understand the other point of view and then see where you land. I, so that's the way I approach this. Point number one, life begins at conception. Anything you do to terminate or end a life after that is murder and is killing. So scientifically to me, that the, the thing that makes sense there is you have the sperm, swims, gets into the egg, and at that point, there's still two, they're just both of those things, the egg and the sperm are cells that belong to two individuals. So once the, the sperm punctures into, inside the egg and the DNA inside the sperm, uh, begins to spill out of the top of the sperm there in a bunch of big strings, and then a sac forms around that, and then that, divide, that itself organizes into 23 chromosomes. Meanwhile, the female genetic material inside the egg does the same thing. It comes out, it turns into the female pro, uh, what is it called, pro-nucleus or something like that, and um, then those two meet, exchanging genetic information and then making a new cell with a brand new genetic code that is unique, that's never existed before and will never exist again. And so at that point, the egg is fertilized and you have a differentiated zygote that now has its own unique genetic code. All the other cells in your body have the same genetic code. Like if you get DNA drawn from your blood or from your fingernail, from your hair, it still says all the exact same information as the DNA in your heart or in your bones. So the same DNA is everywhere. Well, this is a unique set of DNA. So to me, that seems like, you know, exactly where the egg is fertilized. Problem being that while we like that argument on one side, in vitro fertilization requires a lot of eggs to be fertilized and then only one of them to be taken in the end. So you have a fertilized embryo or a zygote there that 
what do you do with those? So you know that many of them are being conceived or fertilized and then shed it off at that point for any Christian couple seeking fertility treatment that does in vitro. So that's like multiple, multiple abortion in some sense just to do that. Uh, additionally, there are 600,000 embryos frozen right now for research. So if we're to really to treat all of those as life, I don't even know how you begin to untangle that. But we've got 600,000 of those sitting in labs right now. So very interesting question. Okay, point number two, viability. Could an embryo fetus organism exist outside of the womb if it were separated from the mother? And that's where most people kind of land as far as logical. They say, well, if it couldn't survive outside of the mother, then it's cells and groupings of the mother. And then if it could survive outside in general, then it doesn't make sense to abort that. And so that's about 24 weeks there. And that's widely accepted. And almost all abortions, you know, to be fair, happen way before 24 weeks. Only sometimes do they afterwards. And almost everybody dislikes that. So, you know, even, even in that case, by 24 weeks, there's a lot of things that haven't developed. But to me, whatever the developmental stages are not really the issue. Like saying, does it have a spinal cord? Is it this? That's all kind of emotional stuff that doesn't make a ton of sense because you, it either is or it isn't. It's not a matter of how it makes you feel to look at it. I think you need to be a little bit more logical when evaluating what it is. It either is or isn't kind of thing, like the way that you look at it. So number three is an interesting point of view that I, that I read that I think is, is neat. And it says that life began, you know, three and a half, four billion years ago. It's all connected. It's all been going ever since. For instance, a sperm cell is alive. Your fingernails are alive. An egg is alive. Every single cell in your body is alive. So really the question is, what is, when does a cell, collection of cells, anything become a person? When is personhood? When does something become aware, self-aware or conscious? So we're looking for a distinct person at this time and stuff like that. So those people like to say, that it's about 29 to 30 weeks when you have the ability to, to be conscious and you, you, know, you can't even perceive sound until about 26 weeks. So it'd be reasonable to conclude that around that time, it's an individual kind of person. So that's pretty much what that means. There, there is a fourth kind of point of view. I, don't, I, I wouldn't say so much as a point of view scientifically, but there's a philosophy that's just simply women decide what women do no matter what. I don't care about anything else science or or whatever uh i can't really i'm not really addressing that uh mentality or philosophy in this segment but certainly you guys have some points of view on this and we'll get to it so let's take a break and we'll be back and we'll talk about it Hi everyone, this is Matt McDonald. And this is Christy McDonald. And together we form the band Vocal Few. We are all about travel, fun, experiences, not taking life too seriously, and um, we're also married. 
and we make music together. And we're insane because we just finished booking a six-week uh, nationwide living room tour that's coming at you this fall, and we're bringing both of our toddlers with us who are almost two and almost four. Two-ish and four-ish, as I like to say. But besides that, we're going to be playing in living rooms across the country and uh, potentially a living room near you. So you can check out and see when we're going to be through town at VocalFew.com. We're going to play some classic crime songs, some old VocalFew songs. We're going to play some new VocalFew songs from our upcoming release called Dream Alive EP coming out probably late fall. So go like us on Facebook, RSVP to an event near you, and buy our tickets at VocalFew.com. We're super excited to see you guys out there. And we're back. All right. Get applause now from coming back from. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We do because you know if you had we were applauding the fact that we have sponsors and that we got to take a break and Joey got to take a piss. So yeah, we get applause for that. That's true. That's true. I was thinking everybody should really we thank you for uh, our sponsors and we thank you guys for buying things from our sponsors that really helps our show to happen so I wanted to give a real serious moment of we don't do these ads just to bore you or uh, we actually do these ads because one we like the products two it really does help make this podcast happen that's right so yeah we do appreciate you guys have been good and that's why we continue to have Sponsors. So thank you for supporting them. Very good. So what thoughts did y'all have on the abortion thing, either related to the things that I laid out going into the break or just any other generic general rant well, or I, thing? I do think I hate saying this too, man. I hate it. <sighs> no, um, I, the the whole thing that you said as far as people that... Uh, what was that right there? Is, <laughs> just ad, ad lib. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were going to cry, and what was your goal in your mind? No, my goal was just you started to be breathing silly. Heavy to, I'm just in a cut-up mode. But I mean, we're talking about abortion. Huh? <laughs> I'm making fun of myself. Oh, anyway, um, I think it's so tough, the uh, in vitro deal, where uh, there's actually you know fertilized eggs that are left there. That's a tough one for me, man, because there's a lot of Christians that are so anti-abortion, but... If they can't have a baby, they'll they'll do whatever it takes, even if it means leaving those unfertilized eggs. And man, it yeah. is so easy for me to talk about this having not experienced infertility. So I well, so but does that imply that you think that at actual fertilization, even before implantation, which I skipped left out, but implantation is when it actually is the fertilized egg is taken and accepted and starts to grow on the in the uterus. So even before that, you do generally think logically that that is a life of an individual that shouldn't be taken, though. Is that what you're saying your default is, Joey? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think the, I mean, it isn't pretty much the DNA established. I mean, the chromosomes are together yep. and, you know. Yep. That's, that's even before that's implantation, yes. That's the person, so... Yeah, I guess I, I'm. I mean, I I feel pretty black and white on the issue, but I know some Christians that I respect a lot yeah. uh, that that would not consider that fertilized egg uh, killing a human being. And yeah, uh, I I think this is one of those things where Christians need to learn to hear another point of view. I, I'm not there right now, but uh, 
but I, I can I can understand it because some people would say from a scientific point of view, if there's no heartbeat, there's no life. Sure. Or breath. I mean, the Bible's like from the first breath or something. You know, you could yeah. find stuff that supports that. I think we can't. You don't, you don't breathe until you're out. I think we can't say enough that this is very sensitive issue yeah. for sure. Like Jess and I had infertility problems, both of us. And luckily, you know, ours was able to be um, worked on and, and then the Lord just blessed us naturally, our last two. But our first um, with Ruby, we had IUI, interuterary insemination, I yeah. think is what that is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Which is, is before in vitro. Right, right. And it, that one doesn't do the right. thing I was saying. The one you're talking about is kind of like, yeah. you know, centrifuge and a tur- turkey baster. Right. Thing, it gives right? us the best chances to get pregnant yep. with our own stuff. Would you have gone to in vitro if it if that didn't work? That's uh, that's what I'm saying. This is a really interesting thing because what you guys just said does bring up the idea of if you are if you have infertility problems and, and this gosh I mean what we're gonna say is gonna be sound crazy but I just want to talk this out. Yeah, there is a point that somebody could make where you can't have kids, but technology can help you have kids, even to the point of potentially crossing a line of morality possibility now i have we have friends that have done in vitro and that would you not, have done it if you couldn't with with your that's what i'm saying your, I, didn't work i don't think so only because of cost though to be honest i think if it was it was <laughs> it was i mean we couldn't have, i mean we can't afford it so yeah that's not a big win like for, we, <laughs> yeah but i'm saying you you would say life is at the fertilization yet you you would have considered at least i understand in vitro when, when somebody says it's just an egg and semen is that, you know, basically, don't they take the egg and then they just put the semen on the eggs and then some of them, and then no, they go no, and they they, put them they, inside they, the woman, right? No, no, they fertilize a bunch of right. them. Right, that's what I said. A, no, they fertilize, there's not one egg, there's a bunch of eggs. No, 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 no they eggs. fertilize a bunch of eggs and then the yeah. two and then they put the whole whatever. thing in there and then hopefully one will implant. So they've all been, they've all created unique DNA fertilized multiple and that's why you have a lot of twins a lot of times because they'll they they make a bunch of them that are already fertilized that exist that have have unique dna like yeah maybe they leave some still frozen but in in any case those are still lives that are currently frozen then but none and they'll eventually be destroyed or used for research they would say stem cell whatever so in any case there's many many individuals made in the image of god with unique dna that hopefully one of those suckers will implant and the rest of them will be destroyed yeah so that I mean, it's really intense and really tough, and I, the, I don't think the answer is simple, and I don't know. You don't think it's you don't think it's directly hypocritical of a Christian to hold point of view number one and then do in vitro. How could that not be starkly right. hypocritical? You're right. I know. I agree with you. It is. That's what I'm saying. I I think it it probably is. But what I'm saying is maybe those people don't feel that way. I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe the people that would do it in vitro don't feel that an abortion is any different at one week or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, I mean, this is a, a, sl- a slippery slope and I don't know how to answer um, because I think Jess and I would have weighed that and really thought, yeah, what, wait, what are we doing? What are we doing? Because the truth is mentally, I know you said, you know, you can't, don't look at a certain thing, look at the, you know, the hole or whatever, but the eye test does convince you a lot of times when you look at a yeah. Petri dish as opposed to a fetus, it, there's a huge difference. It really does. There is a difference. Now, regardless, like you said, I do believe both of those are life. So we are taking a life for sure. But 
I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm stuck here. I guess I don't even yep. know. Uh, no, it's all right. You know, you're not, uh, it's a really, you're, <coughs> I, I agree with you. How can, that's my, my point. How can you stand against a woman who would have an abortion after finding out she's pregnant and she's what, five weeks pregnant or something like that, finds yep. out she's pregnant and she aborts the baby immediately. That and then you kill look, nine. That looked down on. Yeah, and the then you have nine have of yours right, in vitro that go away. Right, the couple that, that has kids that conceive. can't have kids, and then they do in vitro, right. and then the others. But I, I believe that they keep them in a frozen state for a really long time, but you're probably well, right. Well, forever, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. There's 600,000 of them frozen today. Right. That we can have, you know, they can be adopted, they can be implanted to uteruses as soon as we get the donors and the, whatever, but it's not going to happen. They're going to be used for research and largely destroyed. Well, that's why I think the church should, and I think they are doing this. Some people are doing this. They are um, trying to work with families who, say, had kids through in vitro and can't or don't want to have any more um, using those eggs and then planting them in people that can't have babies or something you know, at all. You know what I mean? Uh, putting them in mothers or surrogate moms or uh, having those become... yeah. Well, the interesting thing is just trying to understand other people's point of view and make it not so black and white. So I can't stand it to see people just go, right. this is the info I'm looking for, now I can use it to bolster my opinion and slam the other. You just can't do that. It just that You can't be that way. Now, to me, I'm having to admit that this feels fully black and white. And if you want to look at it purely logically, the existence of the DNA is hard to, for me to escape. That's before implantation right. or anything. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, that's just that's the way... That I look at it, but most people would say it's some kind of spectrum, like something between orange and yellow. If you had a, a spectrum of color there, which when is it orange and when is it yellow? At what point, you know, is the way a lot right. of people would look at it. And is it is it can it have no orange to be yellow? Can it have no yellow to be orange? Is it right in the dead middle? I mean, what when does it be? When does a color become yellow on that spectrum? Yeah, our friend uh, he struggles with the notion. The whole, are we supposed to do anything? Like if God is the giver of life, are we supposed to use any contraceptives? Are we supposed to take any sort of medical, um, you know, steps towards getting pregnant if we're struggling with infertility? Like, should that be something that we mess with at all? Because we know God can pull off a miracle. I mean, Toby believes that God pulled off a miracle in his life as far as him and Jessica getting pregnant. So it's just one of those things to where, you know, Matt, you joke around about it, but I think you're partly serious too. Like people, you know, like, like me actually getting surgery. So I won't bring any more kids yeah. into the world. It, is that it's right? hard for I mean, me? Should- I'm not saying that's wrong on in any way, the same way that abortion is wrong. However, just logically, I, I can't even understand it. I'm not saying I won't, right? but I'm saying to me, when I had to say that in a real term that makes sense is I think that approach is really good for how many pets you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like th- yeah, it's just with humans is is so crazy. It's so different to me. But yeah, all those things are weird. But there's the, it's just the weird hypocrisies if you take the time to think about it and understand it from from other points of view and stuff. But for me, it's all about the the DNA existence is just where I seem logically. But how about this one? The other bad hypocrisy. I want to point out two more. Number one, man, if you really believe abortion is murder, then I think you have to go for the general public pro contraception. You have to. You'll be stopping. Thou- hundreds of thousands of abortions from happening yeah, because wow. you'll stop conceptions. So you That's have to go pro contraceptive to the public. Condoms. You should you, Planned Parenthood. They should make them go never do an abortion, but give them unlimited funding for condoms. Yeah, yeah. that would that would be way better. It, that, but nobody's going to do that because it's hate this, bolster this, not listen to this. 
I mean, yeah, they should get like a Jimmy John's. If you're in a, in a jam, Jimmy John's. Yeah, fund them for that. <laughs> Jimmy, you're Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be yeah, there in four like minutes fast, at your door yeah. with the condom. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that that's just... Now, here's the other one that's really weird. I read an article, too, this week, and I like to talk about Planned Parenthood itself. But I read an article this week that said that if what Planned Parenthood believes is true and you don't believe that those fetuses at whatever time they are that were being crushed, I'm not even going to go into the video and I'm assuming people know. If you don't know, you can look it up. I'm not going over the controversy of what the tape was. But um, if you believe that those fetuses aren't, are not, they're just tissue and those kinds of things like, like the, their actual point of view is, then you should definitely harvest the organs and sell them. That would be the, correct thing to do be the the ethical and right thing to do if they're of value they're not human life that needs to be protected but they are of value those organs are valuable we need to crush the rest of the baby we need to get the vitals and the best thing possible if you believe that for medical technology and everything else would be to sell it and get the money that makes sense yeah you, they should be proud of the fact that they get those livers hearts you know, smash the brains in and are able to monetize that to further help them do the things that they're doing that they do believe in. So from their point of view, it's wrong to waste the thing that is not even life. It would be way better for them to sell it and just, you know, own up to that from their point of view. So that's hypocritical on their point of view because basically what they've experienced here is just a PR nightmare, just that people have to like look at it and think about it and you know, that's what I'm saying. Even even now, all I see is a bunch of people reacting to just the way something feels or looks icky or does it have eyeballs or, you know, stuff like right. that. But I don't think those, those are really the issues. Those are the emotional things. But it's going to be – that's the war that's, that's going now is like making people who are pro-choice face what that actually means, like if you had to look at it or understand it. And that's what's interesting about it. I mean, the thing, too, is here's what I'm realizing more and more, and I've been trying to figure out this idea of what – like Joey and I talked about this, like even uh, small lies or small thefts, are they really that big of a deal? And do you care? Like if you walk out of Target with a, uh, you know, a candy bar you didn't pay for and you're 10 miles down the road, do you turn around and take it back? Even though you didn't mean to steal it, it was just an accident, but you did do something wrong. And I think I've been really thinking of this idea of we are really only able to see in this time frame. And, and what I mean by that is, is right now things are wrong. Like, for example, it is wrong to kill somebody. But there is a time where it is not. It's self-defense. It's saving uh-huh. a life. It's saving your own life. It, it, you know, there are times where, even though it's a tough decision, nobody thinks you're in the wrong. And yep. I, I wonder, like, for example, we're able to talk about this right now as a choice or something that you do. But fast forward... Mm-hmm. 200 years in the future and nobody can have uh, a baby through intercourse. And the only way people are able to get pregnant is through in vitro. Does everybody yep. do it to keep the population going? Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like just yeah. like, Oh, well, right. well then it's just That's a good you, point. Oh, you have to do it. So at that point, then it doesn't become such a moral issue or the morality yeah. of it is we have to keep our, there, there's a greater morality of keeping the society going and human life in our That's existence interesting. going. So I, That's I, a good point because it brings up the personhood th- thing. Like it's like in its t- frame of reference, and people have made this argument. I, I guess I'll make it too. But in the same frame of reference, is slavery was an issue of something horrible that we all accepted at the time, all of us, because we thought it was n- normal or necessary. Right. And it was because of the avoidance of what is personhood. Yeah. So this one's a very similar one, and it probably 
it could go one of those two ways in the future. It'll be widely accepted or it'll be, we'll realize, oh, we were messing up personhood again like we were back in slavery times or judging people. You know what I mean? We thought right. those weren't humans. I mean, yeah. that's what we thought. Hey, you, can, me, everybody else. So that's I, one of the issues. And I do, I am on record as I do think that eventually will happen in this in this debate over this one. There'll be something where a person will realize that what we were doing at this time is pretty barbaric. I do believe that oh, will totally. eventually happen. And so, I actually do. I, I mean, I would have to say that morally, if you, right now, the, the lens that I see, I see abortion is wrong. I do not think that the person inside the womb has gets a choice. So that's infringing on their rights as a human. And if they're a human. To, I mean, an, extent, that, yeah. to an extent. But, I, but what I'm saying is I, that is such weak ground to stand on because if my daughter gets raped when she's 16 years old and she says, Dad, no matter what, I can't do this. I can't. Even, even if she says, I, I might even think it's wrong. I cannot do it. Even if I said, please, have an, uh, you know, adopt, right. do whatever you can. But I cannot nope. force my daughter to do that. And I love my daughter either way. Or, yeah, no, for sure, that's another hypocrisy. If you want to make it, if you believe conception is the DNA or the implantation or any of that early stuff, you cannot allow, it's unethical, I believe, to allow exceptions for rape or incest because you wouldn't kill a person to avoid a person being raped right. or to take away an emotional scar. I mean, that, that those those don't line up. You can't say, oh, it's definitely murder, but we are okay with murdering somebody if it lessens somebody's emotional trauma or something like that. Yeah. Or even if it prevented the rape, it still wouldn't be justified as far as murdering. Let me ask you guys two quick questions. First of all, a spiritual question. Do you think all the aborted babies are in heaven? And if so, because if you think they're life, they're living, then you do. And if so, what age? Do you think they're in their 30s? Do you think they're little newborns in a fountain? This is... Go ahead. This is one that's really messed me up lately since we had our miscarriage, and that is the doctor said something that's really been haunting me. I I wish she hadn't said it because I can't figure this out. I was content previously to just have that mentality of, oh, it's a baby, it's this, it's a person, they'll be in heaven, we'll celebrate, all this stuff. But the doctor told me, and I I didn't even research, I don't like to even think about it, but that most of these miscarriages um, are there's this chromosomal error deficiency thing. It wasn't like the, the mom, and, and that's a way of saying, don't worry, it's not the mom's fault, or it's not her body, it's nothing you did. It was never viable. It had this chromosomal error. They say most of the, them just do. They're just a mishmash of something that couldn't, even if it developed fully, would have just been not, hu- not human. Like not, it'd mm-hmm. been parts everywhere, or it wouldn't have been, it would just had a big, the right. genetic code was just totally screwed up. Gee. So that's, way more difficult even though at the time i felt like oh that's good that makes me feel a little bit better and i thought about it i think wait a minute so what's the resurrection body on that was that never gonna could that never have been a human because it was just a screwed up pile of chromosomes that didn't take for right now that makes me feel a second better but then i think about in the long term i go well, what does that you know that means it's not in heaven it's not a, it wasn't a human it, mm-hmm. it, it, like what would it what would it even be so, and that I'm sure you could rationalize around that and say, well, the chromosome error itself was a result of the fall or something. I'm sure it works yeah, out, but right. it makes it a little more gray for me. Yeah. I, I've always thought that, or I haven't always thought, but I came to this conclusion a while back that it very well in a redeemed world that parents and even, even, you know, people who have had abortions, um, and I say people too, because I think the man should be held just as accountable. I hate that this, that. A woman has something so beautiful about her body that she could create life, and the man 
gets off a lot of times. Yeah. And so, yep. uh, but I do think that in a redeemed world that you'll be able to raise that child. Uh, that That's my hope that yeah. that child would be that's able to. That's what Randy Alcorn says, yeah, man. To, to be able to <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope so. It's just incomprehensible like most right. heaven things, which is why it'd be, I don't care It'll, it'll be really neat if you get to go to heaven and there's a kid that grows up. Yeah. And you got to see yeah, them. Like, absolutely. It'd be, in fact, if you really believe in God, like that's the greatest gift you could ever give somebody. They didn't have to live through this shit. Yeah. They got, they, before they could yep. recognize one terrible thing on earth, they went to heaven. Now that also means, you know, then you get into the whole predestination thing. And yeah. All that stuff. And I don't want to go. So anyway, right the other thing I want to ask you guys, and I don't have anything on it, but Planned Parenthood, Facebook, the way people are behaving about the issue, what are your thoughts there that you see? It's like you said, I mean, everybody, I mean, it's, it, this is easy to obliterate. You know what I mean? Like it's the easiest yeah. thing in the world. Wait, you know, a dead baby and you harvest, uh, harvesting its organs. Like that just sounds, there's, there's no way to put a pretty bow on that and make it sound good. There is no way. So I understand everybody's reaction. And when I heard it, I was like, uh, but if you actually do think about it and you, in a, in a way, I think the thing is, it's just, it's something creepy and bad and nobody can get on board with it. And it was hidden. It's not, you know what I mean? So there there, are, there has to be something wrong with it if they weren't just like, yeah, this is what we do. You know? Yeah. Like, Cause like, they, yeah, they, the, they look bad here, but what, what should, should it be like right, right now what I'm witnessing is like full on attack mode and it's like a justified attack. And they, I read articles that pastors have sent about how yeah. we need more deceptive sting operations because that's what you do to save the jews from the nazis i mean right. if you could break in steal stuff edit video that makes them look worse by all means let's all it's wide open attack on planned parenthood right now anything we can do this is our the iron is hot let's strike let's yeah. get them that's the righteous thing to do what do you think I, I think the righteous thing to do would be for like you said no matter what abortions aren't stopping they are illegal no matter what, people aren't stopping having sex. So I think the church should just get full on board with, hey, what what's the lesser of two evils? And you really do uh, pass out condoms, birth control, all 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 that you can. Get it everywhere possible because people go, yeah, but you can't just make one sin because this sin's worse. But I mean, ab- abortion's worse. Yeah. Now, no matter what, mentally, emotionally. I, I mean, not only is the child dying and you're ending a life, but the damage it does to a man and a woman emotionally, physically, spiritually, yeah. all those things. I mean, it's just, it's, it's overwhelming. So I, I, right, mean, but, I, but I the actually other, think our responsibility the, should be to really be there. Or also the other thing we should be doing is, is blaming ourselves because a church should say, Hey, we'll raise your kid. No matter what, we are here for you. We'll, we'll spend whatever money it takes. We'll be there to help you put clothes on the kid and to babysit and to help you with your job, all that stuff. But people but don't want to do that. Is, this is counter, the, like, how does Joey feel about this? For instance, in a typical thing that would come up on the Bad Christian Podcast, that would go like this. Joey would say, yeah, but we, the people that disagree with us, we just need to love them, and we need to try to understand where, they're few, where they are, and we just, you know, we'll go from there. Does that apply here? Like, yeah, I know that you think killing babies is good, and you're going to do that, so let me just, I'm just going to try to love you, not stop you, for instance. That's different, right? Yeah, I mean... To me, and and this is the cop-out answer, I'm sure a lot of people see it as a cop-out, but I just can't get away from the fact that no matter how hard we fight abortion, we're not going to beat it. People will figure out a way of doing abortions. In fact, I know for sure uh, someone, uh, I don't want to go into any details, but back in the day, um, (laughs) took his girlfriend to a back alley, and uh, she could have been killed by how horrible the procedure was because 
you know, wasn't in the hospital or anything like yeah. that. So I just think Christians' only hope is to spread the message of Jesus because then that'll change someone's heart and, and their perspective. Hmm. Until Let, then, I just don't know if there's anything that we can do to... I mean, that that's well, why... But, uh, well, and, and here, more, and more sting, well, more, more people are saying I what's happening out now is, is that, working, though. One more thing I want to point out, and, and I know that we can't record every little thing that Jesus said, but abortion was something back in Jesus's time. And so we do know that he didn't spend uh, all of his time trying to stop abortion. He spent all of his time telling people who he was, healing people, and talking about God's kingdom and it coming. So th- to me, that means something. I mean, that, that his whole yeah. his whole life as as a believer, <laughs> his whole life as <laughs> as savior, uh, was telling people about him, not telling people to stop doing things. So yeah, well, also, well, but I'm saying people are saying what's happening right now is working. Like it's shocking people into waking up. Or for instance, though, no, it's not. I don't I, think this, so. This is, this, uh, this will be gone by the end of the week two weeks tops. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, I mean, people really don't care. That's, that's the thing that I hate about the society we live in. Nobody gives a shit. I mean, it, it's, it's, everybody gives a shit for about a week and a half and then it goes away and nobody really cares anymore. And it just doesn't matter. For example, I mean, it, it's it, why, I mean, I know that abortion is more like just up in the air, debated, terrible. It's awful. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't think anybody wakes up and goes, "Man, I I can't wait to have an abortion day. This is going to be awesome." Nobody does that. But this is right in our face right now. But yeah, I mean, but you not know, for Christians. You know how this is kids, for people you know that are pro-choice that are changing their point yeah, of view right you know now because they're in, seeing the heart. You know how many kids are in slave labor right now in other countries that are dying, committing suicide, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. How terrible it is at other places uh, of kids that are actually out of the womb and and they're being treated terribly. I mean, it's, but, it, it, it's so a, an awareness campaign is a waste of time for even that. It's it's not I a mean, waste. Well, yeah, I think it's a waste of time because I don't think people actually care. It's just it's brought up right now because it's a yeah. hot button topic because this there's some video and this was caught. But I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't matter. Well, it, I would it, say it'd be about getting the. Uh, there's two things here. No, number I one, I wish is, it would work, but I just don't think it does. Well, what's the Christian? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> this was this is funny. This is a tip I have. If you want to change anybody's mind. Which I think you should, because I think it's worth it. <laughs> I walk, was walking down the street the other day. There was a Planned Parenthood person out in in my neighborhood. Like I don't know if they sent out extra people or whatever. It seemed it was like the day after, so I think it probably was just random. They had somebody out there, either doing something, telling people about it, whatever. Just a person with a clipboard on the street, and they, I saw them coming. I walked down and they said, "Hey, so we were Planned Parenthood or whatever kind of stuff." It was a bunch of people standing around. And this is the approach that I take, and I would urge you to take, too. I was like, oh, no, no, y'all are the ones that kill babies and mash them up and all that stuff, right? Is what I said to her real loud with a bunch of people around, and she just, her face turned white as a ghost. <laughs> and she, she's like, uh, no, I, I don't, because she started to launch into some spiel about what they do, positive for communities or whatever. And then I said that, and she was like, uh, no, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I can't comment on that so i said well what were you trying to comment on you you, you can talk or you can't she goes I'm, I'm sorry sir and she just wouldn't her face turned white it's like i'm just a volunteer i don't know anything this is stop like she couldn't say anything at all there but i thought and i thought my attitude of being real nonchalant and just pointing out the facts of what it is that they do and my perception of it was very effective both for her and the people that would overhear me and should she have gotten into a debate with me which i wish she would have let me tell you this here's the tip I would have never in that debate mentioned God or that I was a Christian. And I would have gotten way 
farther because of it. Yeah. I would I would suggest if you're going to argue something like this that's just plain logic and makes sense, you don't even need to say but God said so or I believe this so I'm standing up for this. That's how you get written off instantly. Imagine imagine a casual person just being like, "Oh yeah, killing babies, that sounds crazy to me." I mean, like they got hearts and stuff. I mean, I ain't religious or nothing, but that's brutal, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. effective. And that's true and it's not anything. So I, my urge is stop trying to be holy, religious, and disqualifying yourself from being listened to when you enter into some to this particular conversation. Just tell the truth and talk about it and don't act self-righteous, nothing. Just, just you know, say some facts, explain it, and let them say what they say and listen to them. And a, and and a huge you'll get, reason, you'll get farther. And a huge reason why Matt's right here is because you you also have to remember you're functioning at least we believe biblically that you're functioning from having a Holy Spirit inside of you that's helping you discern this stuff, and then you want to argue from that standpoint. Other people don't have that. They're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I would say it's reduced more than that. I would say that more people choose pro-choice because it simply lines up with the fact that they are anti-Christian. So when they're going down, because nobody can research every issue, right. and so I would say 50% of pro-choice people haven't ever really thought about it. They just know their their normal team is the anti-Christian side of whatever the, the right-left issue is. So they haven't thought about it right. because the, only, the people that agree with them are the people that are anti-Christian or religious people always say this and this and that. So you can never gain ground with those people by being the religious person that they're trying to reject without even doing the research in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to them like plain. You don't need to use uh, your Bible. You don't. You really don't need it. <clears throat> In this case, this is tough, man. This one's, this one's, I, I mean, I, I get it. I, I understand. I mean, I, I really do on both sides even maybe, but I, I, I don't think there'll be an answer. And that's what I think. I just don't think people, it's, it's always going to be a hot button issue. It's no matter what, but only for a little bit here and there, and then it'll go away. Then it'll come back and it'll go away. And I don't, I think we can only see through our lens right now. This is bumming me out. <laughs> Sorry, Toby. I hate it. Like I really do think it's it's tough, and I, I understand. I mean, there's tons of people who I did, I really do feel like the church misses out opportunities to actually help people at, at, when they stand on something really so strongly. Like it would be, it just it seems like instead of standing outside an abortion clinic, uh, you know, right. Uh, that's, with, that's with your the wrong sign approach. saying, "Hey, you're going, you know, you're killing your kid. You're doing all this terrible stuff." It seems like you would say, "Hey, listen, whatever it takes." I, I mean, no, right now, I, seriously, what do you really think about this? Right now, if the U.S. government said, "Hey, we are going to outlaw abortion," everybody's taxes go up thirty percent. Does that bill get passed? No, no, of course not. Of course, no, not. it doesn't. It doesn't. Your, your taxes go up thirty percent. The only thing that changes is there isn't abortion anymore. And you still got to figure out when uh, all those millions of babies now are on potentially welfare and all yeah. that stuff is, you know what I mean? So you have to figure all that stuff out. So, I mean, does that happen? Does the, does, does the, are the how many staunch Republicans and stuff like that say, you know, no, you know what they say? I'm not raising my taxes. You shouldn't have got pregnant or something, blah, 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 you know? So, I mean, I just think there's, there's harsh realities that people aren't facing if it really affected you, like there's there's a mom right now go, having an abortion. There's another mom getting ready to have one. There's one that's going to have one tomorrow. And the, I mean, it's it, it's it daily, if not hourly, minutely. And so, I mean, I really don't think 
when you generalize it and it's just this is exactly what it is blah blah blah, blah then it just it really dehumanizes the yep, people definitely. as well J- just like they're de- potentially dehumanizing yeah, the baby quit it with the signs and all that yeah and and the shock stuff you just be friends with people who believe different than you and show them yeah. through your you know life what family and people are and maybe they'll understand your points of view or something 100 percent. you know if you're a pastor and you tweet 90 things in a row to the, the 128 people that follow you, they trust me, they they already agree. You're good. <laughs> oh, totally. I totally You're agree. wasting I, your time. I really do want to do this. For the rest of your life, take out 30% more every paycheck, but how, But 10 babies get to live. 10 babies get to live? Yeah. Did you do Dang. that? 30% of your paycheck with 10 babies get to live. Yeah, 10, 10 but babies. But for the rest of your life, 30% of your paycheck is gone. 10 babies a month? Or no, 10, 10 babies. 10 together. 10 total. Dang, yeah. You know, nah, if, if I, I was, if I, I was, my get, babies. Those aren't, those aren't my babies. You don't. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's so outraged. But if you really start get looking to your own wallet or your own life, okay. How about this? You get to save ten babies. They all live with you right now. Ten babies. No, you don't get any raise. You don't get anything. But ten babies come and live with you right now. Yeah, I'll start a GoFundMe right away. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You would raise money or whatever. But that's my point. I mean, it, it, imagine right now you can if, save a hundred babies. If Planned but you're Parenthood the only person called. Yeah, if Planned Parenthood called you and said, hey, I got one right now. We got an incubator machine. This lady wants it out. She's going to kill it. You want it? Yeah, Priscilla and I'd pray and about then, it. But yeah, all and that, then yeah they, these are and great then, examples. I mean, right. it definitely and then, makes then they call you sure. 30 minutes later and say, hey, we got another one. You want it? Yeah. We'll kill. I mean, we'll flush it. But you, if you want it, I will send it your way. Right. How many? And you just would stop. Yeah. At some point, yeah. All so. right. So I got one last question. I know we got to wrap this conversation up. But Matt, you said something as far as you think people look back on this stuff being barbaric and uh, it won't happen anymore. But don't you think that's probably due to genetic engineering because people will um, just have way more control over when they're pregnant, mm, what yes. kind of babies they have and all yes. that stuff? Now, the genetic engineering is a good point. And so I hadn't thought it through. But now that you mentioned that, that probably is the way that this gets resolved. It probably will never philosophically get resolved. However, it will be clear once there is uh, birth control is super simple. Yep. Like once we have some kind of way that makes birth control like a no-brainer, 100% effective, no condom, no shaming, whatever. Once that eventually is the case, nobody will ever have to have an abortion anymore. And guess what? Everybody on both sides will go, oh, good. Oh, I know. So even the people... Male pill. Every male will take it. No, There's no male that wouldn't take it. Even the pro-choice people, if, the, if they could have a choice of abortions happening or not, they would say no. They still don't like them or anything. There's nobody that's pro-kill or right. pro-smash or pro-woman go through that trauma or pro-vacuum up your vagina. Nobody's pro any of those right. things. So <laughs> when it's avoidable entirely, in that generation, everybody will breathe a sigh of relief, but the philosophical stuff will remain. And then a couple of generations removed from that, yep. it will just be looked back at as, ugh, that was so yucky what we had to do back then. But it will no longer be a philosophical debate, and it will clearly have been a, a, a yucky thing in our history, similar to... Native Americans, slavery, whatever, civil yeah. rights. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, after all this serious talk, we need something to to bring us out. We need something to bring some joy. Oh, we need some truth. I'm excited. I know you are, man. I really Let's am. Let's brighten it up. The best part of my day. Kick it in, Matt. Dun, dun. In a world where you were talking about babies and your best friend looks like a giant, fat, bald baby. What? My name is Toby Murray. <laughs>
What? <laughs> My name is Toby Morrell, and this is the damn news. Is that the thanks I get for trying to support your damn <laughs> right, news? Listen, we, we... <laughs> Pastor Fetus, can you be quiet for a little while? You look like a giant fat baby. You would look. You're gonna be. That's why, like, you know, babies in Joe. heaven. You don't, you won't look like a little baby angel in heaven because you would look like the scariest baby angel. In Joey heaven. is in his 126th trimester right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this was sent to me by our own. Hey, you just let the dogs out, man. Okay, this is by. Hey, 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 screw your news. What are you talking about? I'm gonna shit on it the whole Come time. Come on, moving it's on. on. We really are running late. late. We are running. I'm not going to let you do your news. We are running late. I promise. Can you you just mute his microphone, Toby? You have you are not going to do your news. Hit hit mute. (laughs) Hit mute on his microphone and continue. You probably can hear him in the background. That's okay. Just go on with him muted. All right. He behaves, then you can let him back. All right. When you behave, I'll turn you back up. All right. I turned you back up. You can ignore him. Yes, I did. Testing just keep one. your finger on that button. If he doesn't something, something yeah, like you just will, talk to me and ignore him. Wreck you. Hey, I'm I'll, just disappointed, man. I support. I try to support your news, and then you mute our that. Own, our own cat. Move on. <laughs> He's still doing it. Mute it and move on. Our own cat. <laughs> our own cat guard. <laughs> just push the button. Our friend Cat Garvin. She sent this in, and it's a Florida man arrested for having sex with an alligator. Can I? This you're doing is, good. This no, is no, you're doing good. Cat. Keep going. You're doing good. Don't doing ruin good. it for her. Keep him muted. You're doing good. People have had sex with Pitbull. Come on now. This is from flyheight.com. Can you ask for forgiveness? I'm not asking for forgiveness, but I'm done, so turn the volume up. People have had sex with Pitbulls, donkeys, and even parrots, but this incident is on another level. Rupert Darwin who is 59 years old, kept a 12-foot alligator tied and blindfolded for the last month, sexually assaulting the reptile multiple times a day. Dang! Darwin is a relatively unknown fisherman who lives on the outskirts of the remote town of 400. Residents say he sticks to himself and and he's described as odd. Police responded after after a man out of a nature hike happened to walk by Darwin's house and saw Darwin having sex with the alligator in his backyard. The witness heard Darwin say, Next time you try to kill a man, you best get the job done. Now you're my bitch forever. Oh, my gosh. This well, might be fake. All, this, this has, this, is this real? I, no, I'm sure it's real. I don't know if all the details are real. Oh, it gets worse. Stuff they, like that yeah. is definitely true. Now, what does it mean, relatively unknown fisherman? Is that like <laughs> a kind saying. of a small local band, like that, not doing too well or what? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he... he, he he was trying to get in the game of fishing, but it just yeah. he never really caught on. So he's, he's not only that got well a known. few fans. Yeah. I mean, he's only got eight hundred Facebook likes on his fishing page. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This this is awful. I, I I pray to God this isn't true. I don't know if it is, but anyway, this was sent in by Cat Garvin, and so thank you, Cat, for that. I know you're probably listening. You're our number one fan. You and Brian. <laughs> but anyway, hey, we've we've gone over. So that that's my only news segment for the day. I, that's my only news article that I have today. Dang, we, so many people are let down. Not. <laughs> so, BC Club folks. <laughs> you're going to you're going to turn down on the BC Club folks. I can do whatever I want cuz I have a microphone and you have to do whatever I it say. It just sounds it's just a lack of appreciation on people that are helping you. Hurry Mute up. it and let him yell. Austin it. Smith, Brant McCarthy, Chad Vargason, Caleb Chambers, Dina Milestead, Grayson mm. Carpenter, mm. Jessica Marie Totman, mm. 
Justin Cox, Kyle oh. Nielsen, Matt Cheatham, yep. Nathan Tyler Turner, Sean LeFleur. Yeah. Tim Falkenberg. Come on. <laughs> I said Falkenberg. <laughs> that's messed up. You don't have to use language like that. That's, that's going to get you in trouble. And Bart Featon. We love you guys. We thank you for supporting us. If you want to know more about the BC Club, go to badchristian.com forward slash contribute. Uh, we really do think that it is super awesome that people like what we're doing so much that they want to be a part financially. Hey, we, we consider our listeners that don't live a part of what we're doing. My gosh, these people and that was the Bad Christian Podcast with Matt and Toby. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>